This is Cruise Radio. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios for one last time in 2020. This is Cruise Radio. Welcome to the very last episode of 2020. My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. We're going to do things a little bit different this week. So uh, I invited some listeners and some industry folks on to talk about the past 12 months, more specifically, more like the past March through where we are today. 2020 has definitely been a challenging year, both personally and professionally. So I thought it'd be good to talk through it with them and uh, see how they coped with a year like no other. Over the span of today's show, we'll get some thoughts from Carnival's brand ambassador, John Heald, Sherry Griffiths from Cruise Tips TV, Matt Hotchberg from Royal Caribbean Blog, Nancy Schroeder from the Family Travel Network, and others. I want to start, though, by saying thank you to you, the listener. Coming from someone who started this in 2009 and took a leap and went full-time in 2014, I'm going to be honest with you. I was scared to death when March, April, and May rolled around. Like I was dipping into my savings to keep the lights on, if you will, um, around the ranch here. So uh, by the summertime, things started leveling out. New opportunities came my way. But it was definitely a bleak three months to uh, before things started reversing and I guess V-ing, if you will. Which leads me to my first question. In every negative, there's a positive, whether it be a life lesson, an unanswered prayer, or some watershed event. So we'll start first with Carnival Cruise Line's brand ambassador, John Heald, because he's over in the UK, and he's quite a few hours ahead of us. So John, what was a negative that turned positive for you in 2020? I think um, that's a pretty easy question to answer. The negative was um, telling everybody multiple times that their cruise was cancelled. Um, and all the sadness and disappointment and a dollop of frustration from so many people that goes with all of that. The positive was and continues to be each and every time we've cancelled a cruise is that the people book again and they say, right, understood, we understand why, here we go, we'll book again. And they call their travel advisor or they call us or they go online and they book again. So the the negative of telling everybody that the fun they so richly deserve has been cancelled for me personally that keeps me positive is seeing the positivity of people desperately wanting to cruise and to anybody outside of the industry who thinks that cruising is finished well they don't know the resilience of of the people who still think it to be the best vacation in the world on deck now is Sherry Griffiths from Cruise Tips TV. Sherry, what was your negative turn positive? Ooh, that's a good question. I think it took me a little while to find the positives. At first, it was just everything was so scary. The unknown was just huge, and it really took some time, but we've been able to find quite a few positives. I mean, working from home, of course, is wonderful, so I've eliminated the commute element of my life getting more sleep, getting more exercise, and honestly, saving more money and just spending time with the family. So I think once we kind of dug deep and found the positives, they were there. You said working from home. Now you're out in California. My mind automatically goes to like crazy mad traffic in California. Like what was your daily commute like? Where I live, I actually live in a rural town in like a valley and I was commuting to a major city, but I had a, a cakewalk of a commute. I was doing 
35 minutes door to door with no traffic. The issues that I actually have where I live mm-hmm. are mudslides, rain, and wildfires are more of a risk for me than traffic on any one given day. So that's where I could get trapped in either city as if we had more of a natural disaster happen. Nancy Shredder from the Family Travel Network. What was yours, Nancy? Doug, I think I can sum it up in one word, and that's grateful. Um, I'm more grateful for travel than ever. There is not a moment of travel that I take for granted right now. And as you know, right now, it's not easy to hop on a cruise ship or a plane and go explore all those extraordinary places I've fallen in love with or always wanted to see. So we're spending time reminiscing about our vacations and focusing on bucket lists. I'm I'm also incredibly more grateful for time with family and friends. And, you know, when you can't spend time with people in person, Absence makes the heart grow fonder, and in this case, it you know, it certainly has. Well, I've always valued family ties and, you know, relationships with family and friends. Now having that time together is even more cherished, and spending quality time bonding as a family is really important, and I know that there are plenty of family people out there dreaming of travel right now and planning trips together. Um, you know, Zoom and virtual gatherings have been a big help in staying connected, so that's another positive to have that out there, but it's not the same as being there. So I guess bottom line, I'm, I'm grateful for every moment. And that that's a real positive things like this really put life in perspective and it makes you focus on what's important and cherish all those little moments and small hours that end up being some of life's most incredible memories, you know, times like sitting on your balcony watching the sunset. It's funny you say that because on my cruise, I'll be out on my balcony or on the Lido deck watching the sunset and thinking, oh, well, it's just another sunset. I have my whole life to watch these. But I guess I could have been taking them for granted, which I will never do again. Yeah, it it certainly has for me, you know, and sometimes there have been, you know, some nights where I haven't been able to sleep and, and you sit there and go through all those little small moments and little small hours where it was even small things, just like, you know, laughing with friends or mm-hmm. just little tiny things. And yes, you know, all those big bucket list trips, they were really great. But you remember all those little small moments that made those trips great. And I think more than ever, you realize that you can't put things off and you really have to grab life while you can. And that's a huge positive because, again, it's it's a time for like a reset. You look at your life and you say, hey, am am I thrilled with everything I'm doing? And, you know, it can vanish in a minute. So what is it that I want to do with this fabulous life while I'm here? And what things in travel do I want to do? And how can I really cherish my friends and family and help people that need help? That's my positive. Staff writer Richard Sims, negative turn positive. Go. You know, I think the positive I'm getting out of 2020 will actually come to fruition in late 2021. And that is that, you know, I had, I don't know, three cruises, four cruises canceled, as did we all. And all of that money that has come back to me and all the, you know, the gift cards that I had used and all the onboard credit and all that, I am rolling over. And since we haven't done a cruise in a long time, I'm going to make my next trip a mega cruise, you know, I'm going all out and do, do it up right. So while 2020 may have been a real bummer, uh, with all these canceled trips, it will eventually pay off in what I hope will be the best cruise I've ever had. Long time cruise radio listener, Dr. Chris, what was your negative turn positive? 
I would say the negative that turned positive would be having more flexibility for travel. Um, and I know that sounds weird in a pandemic situation, but working from home gave us more flexibility, especially with my son doing school from home and my wife working from home that we could pick up the computers, drag a monitor along and work from any location. And it also um, encouraged us to do some things that were on the bucket list that we didn't get to because we were pursuing our interests in cruising. Matt Hotchberg from the Royal Caribbean blog. What was your negative turn positive, bud? You know, I hate to say that obviously not being able to go on a cruise for much of the year was a positive because it wasn't by any means. But it certainly put it into perspective, I think, uh, for myself, a lot of what we have. I, for one, took travel for granted, whether it was traveling to a nearby state, going on a cruise, or anywhere else in between. Um, it, it It is incredible to think about how easy and accessible things were before. And in these nine or so months and even more to come, I think for me, Doug, I've really looked at this as an opportunity to, to, to look at what I had and to better appreciate what I'm going to have in the future. You know, I was lucky enough, and I, and I think you were as well, to go on a couple of cruises at the beginning of 2020. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I didn't think much of them. I mean, they were great cruises, don't get me wrong, but I didn't really think of the significance that, you know, this would be the last cruise I would go on for X amount of months certainly never crossed my mind. And looking back on it, I think the positive for me is I have a much better appreciation for what cruising offers and how much I love it and how much you I want to get back on there. So it's certainly an important thing. And and for me, you know, circling the wagon, so to speak, uh, getting in closer contact with friends virtually, I should say, in terms of getting to speak to people. And it, it, it's all provided that forced opportunity to really take stock of what we had. And I know that when, when we do get back out to sea in 2021, uh, it's going to be a much different scenario, but it's also going to be a very much uh, more appreciated and significant moment rather than just another cruise. I will never, ever, ever take the Lido deck buffet for granted. I'll never take another ventriloquist act for granted. <laughs> right, I never exactly. do. Why would I want to watch that? I would <laughs> love to see the hackiest performance on a theater stage on a cruise ship every single time. Absolutely. Let's jump to our favorite news anchor when she decides to show up for work. Sherry Laskin from CruiseMaven.com. What was your negative turn positive this year? Yikes. Looking back at 2020, I really didn't go anywhere, which is kind of a positive because I was in Alaska. And so I, the positive note is I had to, I had the option and the ability to spend a year in Alaska, which was phenomenal. And, you know, it's funny because even though I was stuck in Sitka and it's, you know, to me, it's, it is Alaska, but it's, you know, it's in the Southeast. It's not like I'm up in Fairbanks or somewhere near Denali or even Anchorage, but you know, if I hadn't been there, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to hike some of the trails, or I should really say more like walk the trails, because I don't like the ones that go straight up into the sky. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, uh, that was one thing that was really awesome was, and I, and I got to see the bears when they come out from their winter nap, um, and they're all hungry. And, and then I have the memory of, of my daughter and her dog. Um, we would walk the sidewalks and just pick salmon berries in in June and just eat them as we were walking. Uh, walk, you know, so you don't get to do that very often. 
So keeping this, you know, to your question, more on the positive side than the horrible negative side, another really fun thing I was able to do being in Alaska is that the only way I could leave the island when it was time to go home to Florida um, with my car was to get on the ferry. And because of the fact there weren't any big ships up there in the three night cruise, if you want to call it that, going down to Washington state, there, there was so much marine life that you wouldn't normally see because they don't like the big ships that much. So that was a real positive for me, um, was just being able to be, and, and being on the empty ship. There were 45 passengers out of a possible 500. So, you know, that was a very cool thing to experience. It was a little bit scary, you know, being on a cruise during COVID. Yeah. But, I, you know, to be with so few people and all the the whales and the and the porpoises and the and i mean and just everything was really cool how about you ashley a negative turn positive i think 2020 taught me to slow down a bit i used to work in the cruise industry and was laid off in may so it's been um it's been a while since i've had a full-time job but it's allowed me the flexibility to do freelance work which has been fantastic and it's kind of taught me to be flexible and to just roll with whatever comes Although it would be nice if it hadn't happened, I think it's been nice to kind of wake up every day and make my own schedule and not feel like I'm rushing around to be a million places at once because there's nowhere to be right now. And I know we're all wishing that travel would resume, me included, but it's been a nice rest, I think, to kind of reset and reevaluate where I'm at. It was this summer. So June or July, I realized we're probably not going to sail in 2020 at all. So I started planning a two-week road trip. Actually, it was 16 days out to Yellowstone National Park. And I got to tell you, that was one heck of a road trip. Uh, Swung through Nashville, swung through St. Louis, Hot Springs State Park in Wyoming. And then uh, we actually stayed at the KOA campground out there in West Yellowstone in Montana. But I have to tell you, if you've never gone to Yellowstone Totally worth it. But that's what I did instead of cruising this year, which is something I would never really do. That's actually my first vacation that wasn't on a ship um, since I was 17 years old. So it was an interesting year for me because really I wouldn't even have thought about Yellowstone National Park. It wouldn't even have been on my radar. So going back to the positive from the negative, that would be mine. John, where did you go this year that you normally wouldn't have because of cruising? The gym. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> They're closed now. Um, I haven't been anywhere in sense of uh, traveling because in the UK we're, we've gone through waves and we're in a pretty bad one at the moment, even though today more vaccines and uh, there's been lots of positive news today. I guess the answer to that is, is to my mother's house. And because for so many months that I couldn't see her, I stood outside of her window and, um, and spoke to her through, uh, through a window. And I never, ever, ever foresaw myself, doing that and having to stand there in a mask talking through a tiny little gap in a window um and you know that's something that so many thousands of people have had to do with their families but i never thought i think if just to give you another side to that answer in my 30 nearly 33 years of working for carnival this is the longest time in 33 years that i haven't been on a ship i can relate to your seeing your mother outside the uh, the window. My dad had COVID over Christmas and it broke my heart to have to drop the gifts off 
at the front porch and just walk away. You know, you don't really think about it until it happens to you. It really does hit home. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's been a, a year that none of us foresaw. And I think we've all, all come through it with our own stories. I don't think there's anybody that hasn't had some kind of, it hasn't had some kind of impact on. Um, and I wish your dad um, a full recovery. Yeah, thank you. He's recovered now, but it's a crazy 10 days. Well, let's end this on a positive note. What are you looking forward to in 2021? I'm looking forward to getting on a plane mm -hmm. because when I get on a plane, I know I'm going to cruise. Right. And I cannot wait to stand on the gangway of that very first ship that we sail out on and to stand there and to say, no, no, to shout, welcome home. And to see these people uh, who I've been speaking to in their thousands over the last few months, to see the joy in their faces when they walk up on that gangway again and that, and they're embraced and cocooned in the fun that our crew uh, just can't wait to give them because they have so, they already were, but over the last nine, 10 months, the carnival family has become so close. And I include the guests and the crew and the shoreside personnel and the travel advisors, all of us together have become this incredible family. And I can't wait to see all these people just having a, a bit of normality and having fun again. Totally off script here, but last month you did uh, Operation Happy Holidays where you received over 10,000 Christmas cards to deliver to the crew. We did 100 here at the studio and two crew members found me on social media and said it made their Christmas. So I, I thought it was really cool and uh, hats off to you guys for doing that. That's wonderful. And, and, and I am absolutely gobsmacked that we did 10,000. When I floated the idea... Uh, on Facebook, I think I had an instant like 5,000 replies. And, and so I sent it to, to the Beards and, and straight away it was yes. And the, the, their support was incredible. So thank you, Cruise Radio, for supporting that. And I know it meant so much to the crew. And um, thank you for my Christmas card. I Oh, hold on. Nope. Carry on. <laughs> John, it's good talking to you as always, my friend. I look forward to seeing you in, uh, in 21. Can't wait, mate. All the best and best to your family. Happy New Year. How about you, Miss Cruise Tips TV? Where did you go? <laughs> Basically nowhere. My backyard. Um, we took two very small trips before things got pretty bad in California. So I went down, saw my family in San Diego back in June when it was, you know, summertime and it felt safe. And then on uh, Labor Day weekend, we escaped to the coast because it was 110 degrees at our house. So we drove to beautiful Morro Bay, California for the day. But that's it, Doug. That's all we've done. We haven't traveled anywhere and for a number of reasons, we are just choosing to kind of save our money and mm -hmm. stay home for now so that when cruising resumes, we can kind of go for it and save up that vacation time, which I think everybody, that's one of the other benefits of this terrible year is that a lot of us have saved up some serious vacation time. So we've just hunkered down, kind of got the sense that our community didn't really want us traveling too much. And, you know, the travel shaming thing is real. As you know, we've talked about this a little mm -hmm. bit before offline. Um, it's a tough decision to make, but Ultimately, it's been our backyard. Your backyard, though, like I have to say, earlier this year, you were doing some, uh, y'all were cooking some Guy Fieri burgers back there, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, we did. We live streamed a bunch of different cooking shows. So we made cocktails. We live streamed some Guy Fieri burgers, which that ringer burger is surprisingly easy to make. If you can produce an onion ring and you can get your hands on some Velveeta cheese, so good. Sherry, thank you so much for coming by, sharing some thoughts with us. Happy New Year, and we'll talk to you in 21. Awesome. Thanks, Doug. You too.
Richard, I talk to you almost every single day, so I may know the answer to this, but what about you? Any uh, big trips? You know, I know a lot of people did. They went other places. I can't say that I did. I have not, you know, left my house since, I don't know, I guess March, uh, except to go on the rare excursion to the grocery store. But one of the things that has come out of this, as it's really sort of reinvigorated my love for something I haven't done in a while, which is Walt Disney World. Um, before I discovered cruising, I was a really big Disney fan. I would go at least once a year, do a big, you know, week-long trip, stay at one of my favorite resorts, that kind of thing. And Disney kind of has become, since cruising, a place that I stop for the day. When I'm in Port Canaveral, I'll go over to Disney for the day and, you know, do some drinking or go to a restaurant or hit a park, whatever. But because of this whole situation, I've sort of spent a lot of time looking at my old pictures and thinking about it. And it's made me realize I really, really, really miss Disney. So it's kind of put that back on my, my list of places that I really want to make sure to do a really good trip to next year. You know me, love some Disney. Richard, thanks for coming by. Thanks for all of your help in 2020. Look forward to working together more in 21. Happy New Year, buddy. You too. How about you, Matt? Boy, I wish I really had a great answer for this in terms of like I went and I know people have done RVing. I know people have done skiing. I know people have gone into cabins and things of that nature. You know, for me, I think a lot of what we've been doing in terms of uh, is, is more of just day trips, you know, just trying to hop in the car and, you know, the Florida on a tank full. I do live in Florida and kind of just saying, you know, where can we go finding driving through towns we never really drove through before it's it's having that extra time on your hands to be able to take a day trip somewhere is a really nice thing to do. And for us, I, I know that me and my family have enjoyed just being able to uh, get out of the house. Number one, that's always an important mm -hmm. thing. And number two, you'd be able to just kind of, you know, explore what's around us. Uh, again, going back to the theme I mentioned earlier about, you know, uh, taking taking things for granted. You know, I, I'm lucky if I live in Florida, which is not only great weather most of the year, but also. Uh, there's a lot to do here. There's a lot of cool things around. And yeah, you've got like major attractions like Walt Disney World and the other theme parks. But you've also got some really fun little towns. Uh, you've got great shopping opportunities. You've also got, just got nature you could enjoy. And it, I'm lucky enough that I live in a state like this where that is so close and easy or just the beach. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the beach isn't a great thing to do. So it, it's not we've definitely had more opportunity to kind of explore what's around us, even if we're just driving through it, it's still a nice change of pace. So I'm curious, does any place stick out that you've done Florida on a tank? You know, I love, this is a really small town, but I love it. It's nearby. It's called Mount Dora. Mm -hmm. And Mount Dora is, I grew up in the Northeast. Mount Dora is about as close to a town in the Northeast that I can remember. They have a downtown area. Uh, it's quaint. It kind of looks like uh, you know, a little bit of Pleasantville, if you remember that movie, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of the um, town from Back to the Future, <laughs> not 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 the one after Biff takes over, but before that. <laughs> and uh, it, it's got that quaint hometown feel, great dining. I love taking the kids there to get some ice cream. They have a nice lakeside area that that's kind of a, again, very underappreciated area. And I, I'm always down to just go down there and even just watch the sunset. What are you looking forward to the most in 2021? Well, I would be remiss if I didn't say going back on a cruise. I really do mm -hmm. believe, Doug, that in 21, at some point, we will have the opportunity to go back on a cruise ship again. And for me, this kind of ties in again to being uh, to to having a better appreciation of what we had or didn't have rather in 2020. 
So being able to get back on that cruise and being able to regain, I, I know it's very cliche to say, but some semblance of normalcy, some reclaim some element that we missed out on. You know, the idea of, the, of this pent up demand that a lot of people have been talking about, people who want to make up for what happened or didn't happen in 2020, in 2021, for me especially, is very true because for us, uh, and when I say us, I mean me and my, my family, you know, we've said, okay, listen, we understand how things are going. It is what it is. But we also want to make sure that we have the opportunity to make up for that and make, you know, and, and enjoy it even more so in 21. So I'm definitely looking forward to getting back out there on a cruise ship, uh, being able to just do the little things again. And whether that is dining in a restaurant here at home, whether that is going on a cruise ship, whether that is, you know, being able to visit my family who I haven't seen in over a year. Uh, those kind of things really resonate, and, and I think we're going to uh, definitely be looking forward to doing that in the coming year. Matt Hutchberg from the Royal Caribbean blog. Thanks for stopping by, man, and Happy New Year to you and the family. Happy New Year, Doug. Thank you. Where'd you go, Dr. Chris? I know you're normally sailing over in Northern Europe. Um, I think we would have eventually done it, um, but it definitely got moved up. Um, we did a road trip that we had always planned on doing, but... Um, cruising was just so convenient and so enjoyable that we never made plans to do it. Um, and that was a road trip and we went to five national parks. Um, I will say it was a bit more complicated than a cruise because it was uh, a little over two weeks, six different hotels and 4,500 miles in the car, but it did give us an opportunity to see more than the one national park that we normally see a year. What do you look forward to the most in 2021? Um, more interesting itineraries. I think we're going to see um, itineraries that go to fewer ports, but are going to stay in ports longer, perhaps even overnight. Um, I also think we're going to see a resurgence of closer to home cruises. Uh, we're starting to see that with more Caribbean summer cruises. Um, I'm also looking forward to uh, passengers maybe being a little more hygiene focused. I've always thought the cruise lines have done an excellent job in hygiene, but I don't think our fellow travelers have always been the most proactive with hygiene uh, in terms of like washing hands before entering the buffet and whatnot. So I'm hoping that post pandemic people will be a little more observant of uh, following the washy-washy instructions as they enter the buffet and other dining establishments. Absolutely. Dr. Chris, thank you so much for stopping by and giving us your take, and Happy New Year to you and the family. My pleasure, Doug. Have a good one. Sherry Laskin, I know you had one hell of a journey. How about you? What did you do instead of cruising? Yeah, so, you know, this goes in, this is, goes in tandem with being up in Alaska and having to come back, but if cruising had been going on, I wouldn't have left and I wouldn't have had the opportunity to take a cross country drive all the way from Seattle to Florida. And I was going the week after Labor Day. So I didn't know what to expect as far as precautions to take and how the hotels would be. But, you know, after being in Sitka for so long, the, the, um, having the chance to drive through the mountain states that was my favorite. And yeah, right. Sitka is one island that's all mountain. But what I noticed the very first thing I got in my car in, in uh, Bellingham, Washington, was all this flat land out in front of me. So I'm, you know, I'm used to in Sitka, you've got the ocean, you've got a road, and then it goes straight up from there. 
to see like wheat fields, which you know, normally they're so boring when you're driving across country. It was a lot of, you know, for me, that was like, oh, wow, I can see the sky. I can, I can see land again. So that was kind of fun. And, and if I had been on a ship, um, you know, and if I wasn't going back to Florida, I probably would have taken another Alaska cruise or taken something. Um, I would have maybe driven down to Vancouver and then done a Panama Canal. You know, I would have been on the water, but getting to do a cross country drive. Um, I didn't stop anywhere, you know, to all these places I wanted to see. Um, but I couldn't do it because of COVID and all that. Um, and things were closed and the cross country drive. I would do that again in a heartbeat. Yeah, totally. I just so many times I was driving through like rural South Dakota or Wyoming or Nebraska and like, just come across these fields, acres of sunflowers or cows, I pulled my camper over so many times and just like got out of my truck and just sat there for five or 10 minutes. So the cows were totally judging me, but yeah, right. it was interesting because it was just, you don't see that stuff. It's so flat here in Florida. As I mentioned, you know, this was my first vacation that wasn't a cruise in 17 years. So this is uh this is something yeah. I've never experienced before, but yeah, I'm going to plan on doing another probably 14 to 21 day cross country trip next summer as well. Well, hopefully we talked about caravanning, right? Yeah, get that camper. We'll do it. Take our I show on the get road. A camper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Sherry, happy new year. Thank you so much for dropping by. And thank you for being here week after week when you decided to show up. Uh, not to mention your three-month sabbatical you took earlier this year. Thank you so much for continuing to uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. do the show. Back, back it up there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you, it was not a three-month sabbatical. I know. I know. I'm just messing with you. It took time to get from Sitka to Florida. My car hadn't been vandalized and I had to wait, you know, almost two weeks for insurance. And then I had to buy a new car and then I had to do the road trip. We would have had more news to talk about. Just that right. All right, Sherry. Well, happy new year and uh, looking you forward too. to catching up in 21. Happy new year, Doug. See you then. Nancy, you're up there in beautiful Virginia. So, so jealous because you have the hills, you have the outdoors, you have everything. What did you do instead of cruising? I'm pretty much uh, an ocean girl. And so... I've always loved being on the ocean, either on a ship or at the beach. But this year, that all changed. And we ended up going to a place called Lake Anna, a big lake about an hour and a half from our house. And it turned into being our go-to place. So that the beaches up here, the Outer Banks was absolutely slammed. It had its best year, I think, ever. So it, that was absolutely slammed. Cruising wasn't available. And so... Um, a friend of ours had a lake house that was right on the lake, and he lent it to us, and we went there, and it was the perfect sort of bubble. Uh, we could just, you know, bring all of our stuff down there and go and be right on the lake and, you know, get out and go kayaking and everything, and it was amazing. And then we took our daughters down there a second time, and they were like, wow, why haven't we ever been here before? This is so close and the lake is great and we can go water skiing and we can do all this stuff. So that was really fantastic. Um, the other thing is we ended up just sort of finding places that were close by that reminded us of places that we really loved. So we risked, sort of missed being in Europe. So we found this great craft brewery and farm about 35 minutes away called Wheatland Spring at has really awesome handcrafted German beers and ales and this great sunflower field, too. So 
you could just sit there and, um, you know, they had little sort of tables sort of off by themselves that you could just enjoy. And we're still going. I mean, even in the, you know, when the weather's in its mid-30s and 40s and whatever, they have, you know, fire pits and stuff, and you can just go out there and, you know, just have a beer and just spend time together, and that's been great. So just, you know, finding little places that weren't that far away and, you know, some places just seeing again for the first time has been fantastic. Nancy Schroeder from the Family Travel Network. Nancy, Happy New Year to you and Jim. Look forward to working together in 21. Me too. Happy New Year, Doug. And last but not least, what about you, Ash? So before everything shut down, like I'm talking two days before it shut down, I was on a cruise and um, I was able to go to San Juan in Puerto Rico for the first time ever, which I know is crazy because it is fairly close to home and it's technically part of the U.S. So um, it's for all the, the years I've spent in travel, I had never been there. And it was sort of unbeknownst to me, my last hurrah before everything stopped sailing um, absolutely beautiful city, had a nice leisurely day walking around in port, checking out the, the fort and, you know, grabbing a beer as I walked a, along the beach, um, and just kind of taking it all in. I didn't plan any excursions or do anything official. It was just, um, kind of nice to sort of the theme here, I guess, to slow down and take it all in. So what are you looking forward to in 2021? The obvious answer here is getting back out there and traveling again. I know we've all been sidelined and the industry has been struggling. So I think there's a lot of uh, hopefulness surrounding 2021, the hope that the vaccine will help prevent some of the spread, that the precautions that the cruise lines are putting in place in terms of the CDC's conditional sale requirements that that will all help us to get back on board again more quickly. Looking forward to seeing some new places that I haven't seen before. I don't have anything planned yet just because I'm sort of waiting to see when things start to come back online. But I'm I'm really looking forward to getting back out there, getting, getting back to some sense of normalcy. But I do hope that um, for those of us who have used this as an opportunity to slow down, spend more time with family, and and realize what's important that we retain some of that and don't just immediately go back to how it was before with the whole concept of the rat race and and taking things for granted. So I think there's a lot of great stuff to look forward to. All right, that'll do it for our final episode of 2020. Thanks for coming along for the ride this year. If you're new, welcome. If you've been listening for a decade or so, thanks for sticking around. Happy New Year. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. 
How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. 